Hey everyone, thanks for uh, tuning into Marketing Corner once again. Uh, my name is Casper. Uh, I'm here with uh, Jennifer. How are you, Jen? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? Good. I'm really good. Really good. I'm really excited to be doing this again. We had a bit of a hiatus, so to speak, right? Like uh, half a year where stuff happened. <laughs> but, Quite a uh, bit, yeah. <laughs> but, but now we released episodes and people seem to be liking it. So I'm glad we found the time to do this. Yeah, absolutely. What's been uh, what's been going on? Oh man, that's uh, <laughs> so much, right? Uh, I changed jobs, joined this like uh, fintech rocket ship. I'm with a company called United FinTech now. At the same time, uh, I've had Corona. Trust me, it's not something uh, COVID. You know, it's not something you want to try, even for your worst enemy. But uh, but I did that. Uh, survived it. I'm still here. And uh, yeah, been super busy. Hired hired a few team members from a new team and stuff. So, yeah. What about you? <laughs> oh no, big. Uh, I'm just uh, eight months pregnant. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm uh, still the director of marketing at Dixa, uh, but uh, started my maternity leave in April. So uh, expecting a little girl in July, which is really uh, exciting. That's really but, cool. Uh, I'm big and warm and. <laughs> <laughs> tired <laughs> yeah. but uh excited we're here for podcasting right like uh, yes it's, um it's it's good like a lot of things have happened but um just as a recap for everyone we decided to do this back in december and we recorded a few episodes and life happened and now uh, people start to pick it up so we decided okay let's do this for real so we're, we're planning to release an episode every week uh, approximately midweek so around wednesdays and uh There'll be approximately 20 minutes, plus, minus, few minutes, something like that. And we'll still focus on B2B uh, marketing. That's what we know. Uh, but uh, today's topic is actually uh, marketing during uh, COVID. Uh, it's something we had requested uh, a while back, and we thought it was kind of funny to take a, take a look at it now. Because now, there was a huge hype. I don't know about you, Jen, but I feel like there was so much talk about it when it started last year, right? Uh, there was so much uh, discussion, what to do, what are you like, everything, working from home, all this stuff. And now it's died down a bit. And that's maybe where I find it a little bit more interesting to talk about. Um, I don't know your, your, your take on like uh, COVID on, on general scale, but, but uh, do you also feel the same that it like it's died down in, the terms, in terms of how many people talk about it from a marketing perspective now? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, that was actually the panel we we shared, didn't we, in, in Tech Barbecue yeah. and how Corona was changing marketing and we were kind of in it at the time. And now at least we are in Denmark kind of coming out the other side and we have, I think, a better idea of what is this new normal going to look like. And inside of kind of shifting from this whole um, crisis management, how are we going to get through this? Now we're kind of through it, but but everything has changed. And yeah. so what is that? look like going forward particularly with marketing particularly with these um, changes to data um, sharing and and the new ios changes and, and things like that people are working from home more now which means targeting could be a little bit more difficult so how do we as marketers adapt to this new normal yeah exactly and i think that's that's exactly the point right um i think um even so, so we did a we did a Jen and I did a tech barbecue talk, and I think it was back in November last year. And now we're in June, closing up in July. So much has happened, right? <laughs> like, uh, and and I think one of the things um, I, I I remember I talked about on this bar, uh, the tech barbecue panel here actually was that uh, I saw a lot of trends in the data initially when COVID came out, 
And I think that's a, that's a still pretty interesting to look at because that again has changed completely since then. So back then what happened was when once COVID hit around, I think it was March last year, officially, right? Or like that was really when it kicked in around, at least around Denmark too, and also the US. And um, what you immediately saw was just like all the marketing budgets just took a huge dip, right? So all the big brands were like, we have no idea what's going on. Let's just cut our marketing. And um, uh, I am not to humble brag here, but I think we did the, back then when I was at Templify, we said, okay, what? We, we kind of anticipated that everyone would do that. So we were like, our tool work, like the Templify's tool works really good under, like in this working from home environment. So we decided just to say, okay, let's just push pedal to the metal, right? So we actually increased our budget. And the funny thing we saw was that like the impressions were cheaper than ever, clicks were cheaper than ever for approximately one and a half months until everyone realized, okay, the world is not going to burn like uh, <laughs> that but like from a marketing perspective uh we can still do marketing <laughs> like we can still do we still do business um, i don't know did you see like did you have some some of the same experience back then uh yes but we didn't actually take the same action as you um that probably would have been a wise thing to do but we <laughs> actually we had to say goodbye to quite a few people um yeah. as part of corona unfortunately and that meant the the marketing team at dixa went from seven people to three um and that was between uh, due to you know changing direction, we had to be really, really hyper-focused on what we were going to do. And instead of growing, we just needed to maintain. But also, um, we had a hiring freeze. We had two people go on parental leave. There's a bunch of different mm. factors that contributed to that. And so our strategy was to just like laser focus. What is it that we're trying to do? Who are we trying to win? What channels are working? And we kind of, yeah, we kind of went into survival mode um, for what we thought was going to be only a couple of months ended up being about six months and yeah, now yeah. we're kind of coming out of it we're back to nine people we're looking to grow to 12 so you know we're on the right path but our strategy was to just laser focus let's get through this and also let's help because we're b2b it's in our interest to make sure other companies stay afloat and you know so we came up with strategies of how we can help our target market to try to make sure that everyone can kind of <laughs> Keep yeah, going. Yeah, no, but this time. Yeah, I think that's great. Like, and, and I think a lot, a lot of companies did that, right? I talked to mm -hmm. an agency the other day, and they had, like, they said they never had such a big boom as around summer, like August last year, when people mm -hmm. had this, like, okay, COVID has been a thing. Now summer has, uh, you know, like there wasn't that many precautions during the summer as like the rest of the period, right? So they were like, okay, now everyone just spent their entire budgets in August. Right? Like, <laughs> I think these like uh, these these huge trends are quite interesting, and I think we're still seeing some of it today. Okay, what uh, what do you think has changed since back then in terms of marketing? Um, mm -hmm. Like, what what is different from when when we originated into COVID, all that jazz, and until now, like when we're here uh, a little bit more than a year later. Yeah, I think, um, as you mentioned, that um, a lot of people are coming out of hibernation, they are spending their budgets, they're looking to spend um, money and kind of get things back on track, but they're much smarter. Um, they're much clearer, I think, on what they want. Um, and I think um, I read a McKinsey report that said we had five years of digital adoption take place within eight weeks, because people are getting more um, used to buying things online, more digital savvy, which is great for B2B digital marketers like us. Mm. Um, so I think... At the same time, though, we've had a lot of changes in terms of or a lot of challenges in terms of, you know, the, the iOS update um, about targeting mm. and people going home and working from home slash office, the, the kind yeah. of hybrid 
um, which I think you're probably going to talk a bit about later. Yeah, yeah, no, um, but exactly. So I think, yeah. yeah, there's there's definitely challenges, but also at the same time, because people are more digital savvy, that could make our lives maybe a little bit more exciting. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think there's like everyone's like uh, these days from uh, from a pure tracking perspective, everyone's like uh, everyone's really uh, panicking. Like especially mm-hmm. agencies are really panicking these days. Because um, they're they're faced with the world where essentially all their customers they have no way of proving their worth, basically. But 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 harder, it's going to be way harder for them to prove their worth. You know, you have iOS 14, uh, you have ITP, you have all these different things that have come into fruition over like uh, the last few years, and then there's this new email update coming now, so now you can't track emails either, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. track track if they've opened it even, right? Like it's going to be really really hard. So, and that leads me back to something uh, I have uh, believed in for a while, which goes against everything uh, I uh, preach sometimes. But, but I like I think uh, sometimes um, a lot of people when they look at me, and also when when they talk to us B two B marketeers and uh, that have a lot of stake in performance marketing, they always think that we are like it's all about the tracking, all about lead generation and stuff like that. But here's the fact: like branding is going to be the thing moving forward. And it, it really hurts me to say it, but it's really going to be so. Like I, I don't like at the same time I don't mind it, but it just it actually separates the good marketeers from the bad ones even more. I think the the thing the most important thing is that one thing I've saw a trend in is that customers over this time have preferred trusted brands. So mm-hmm. the trusted brands that already had a brand position, these guys have won. Like they've won pretty hard work. I'm not saying that it's a very generic thing to say, but overall, that's what I've seen. Um, does that does that mean you can't challenge them? Of course you can't. But 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 overall, if you look at it from a broader perspective, a good it's a good time to build brand. Why is it a good time to build brand? Because you know tracking becomes harder. The tracking mm-hmm. becomes harder because of iOS 14 and all these things we talk about. But also because now it's a new normal where people can work from home. That means you have to like you, back in the day, you could track the IP of the office, right? You can have IP tracking and track the office, and then you know, okay, we had a person visiting from Microsoft, whatever. So big mm-hmm. And all these things made it a lot easier to keep track of. Now you don't have that anymore, at least two to three days out of out of the week, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, so people will be working from home to a large, more large extent, which makes it harder. The thing I think that can make it easier, like the thing I think people have to do, in my opinion, is that. Uh, you have to find a way to, uh, even more so than you did before, but try to attach revenue to whatever you do. That might be decreasing, but you have to prove it somehow, right? We yes. talk a lot about these metrics and stuff, but but if you can't prove it when you go into this branding world, if you can't prove anything, then I think we're back to square one like 20 years ago. I don't know what your mm-hmm. take is on this. No, I think that's an excellent point. I think um, trust is definitely going to be a big issue. Um, a brand that can be trusted, a brand that's recognized, like you exactly like you pointed out, you know, if we can't retarget people, we have to have them remember who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they see our ad in the office and they go home, are they going to Google us or Bing yeah. us? <laughs> Some people do as well. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, I think also, you know, brand loyalty has been challenged because um, there are some companies who were who handled this really badly. Yeah. Right. There's <laughs> some lot. companies who really right. pissed yeah. off a lot of people. Um, and so that's also a chance for people to jump in there. I mean, Amazon saw a 26% increase in, in mm-hmm. orders, but then that New York Times um, op-ed came out that showed their how they treat their staff. Yeah. And 
during Corona and it was really shitty. And, you know, so some people are looking to go more local and looking to help smaller companies. Um, and so that's a great chance for, you know, smaller startups like you and I both work for to mm. kind of jump on that and try to, you know, if you held your head high and you, you had integrity during Corona and you actually helped people, that was a really great chance to get that brand loyalty and that trust that now is the time to capitalize. I absolutely agree. A funny thing that I uh, actually, I, I, this is so crazy. I, I like previously to this period, I thought I would never say this, but one thing I actually think might be having a bit of a resurgence is something as simple as sponsorships and not online sponsorships, but big event sponsorships. And here I talk like, so um, right now we're recording in the middle of uh, the European championships in football right, in soccer. And uh, there was this, uh, there was this, uh, this, everyone know, have heard of this crisis or this uh, happening where Ronaldo uh, t moves his Coke and say, please don't drink Coke, drink water. Um, and, and I think the attention on these big events like uh, the European Championship, don't get me wrong, it would always be huge. But I feel it's even bigger now. Like, I don't have any data to back this up, uh, unfortunately. But, but I feel like these events bring us together in a way they've never done before. Like we, Denmark uh, had this uh, Christian Eriksen incident, uh, who hopefully uh, he seems to be well, which is great. But but that brought us together like in a way I've never seen before. Like you had a whole country just sitting there waiting, like and all these other football players around the, the championship, and then we won the other day against Russia, right? And now the whole country is just like, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> at the same time, you know what everyone noticed as well? Uh, the TikTok had, was sponsoring the yes. European Championship. Right? I was noticing that too. I was like TikTok. Exactly, yeah. but I think it's brilliant. Like, I think it's brilliant. I think it's super smart because, like, how do you, what do you do these days to actually like separate you? And everyone else is pulling back some of their sponsorship money. When they pull back, that's maybe when it's interesting again. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I'm just saying, like, I've never done a sponsorship in my life, but if I was mm -hmm. like a big brand uh, thing, I would seriously consider actually doing it now. Um, mm, that's an interesting point. Yeah, because you're absolutely right. I think we're also starved for human interaction and yeah getting to go outside <laughs> and do stuff and now we can so it, yeah it, it carries a much bigger kind of gravitas the these events they mean so much more than they used to um yeah i think that's a really interesting point and that coca-cola thing was brilliant um with with ronaldo um and and the yeah, way awesome it right? just yeah it actually leads <laughs> me to a to another point on it because uh, yeah. one thing uh, uh we talked about also is like um since some marketing teams were cut down, hopefully some of it was replenished. Uh, mm -hmm. But but um, the one thing was that the marketing teams had to be uh, we had to adjust in a way where rapid change was just the new normal, right? Like everything mm -hmm. could change from day one. Like okay, now lockdown, now no lockdown, now lockdown, no no lockdown. Right? Like it's uh, literally yeah. when we're recording this, we're doing this from home as uh, we had a corona incident in the office, right? So it's it's, it's you have to adjust all the time, and. Um, then the, the fast response rate kind of becomes like uh, a key differentiator. And actually, so Ikea, um, I think it was the day after, uh, I think it was that fast, they released an ad that said, hey, uh, if you want to drink water or something, like use this bottle. Like <laughs> in response to the Ronaldo incident, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, know, I know they're a big team and it's easier to do this stuff when we're really huge. But, but it just shows that these rapid response rates, like, that actually means something. And being able to do that is something I would say is a requirement moving forward. 
Yeah, I agree. And we actually did something um, I, I think quite clever at, at Dixel, though I'm probably biased. But, um, <laughs> you know, when we when we knew this was coming in, when we knew Corona was happening you know, we didn't know what was happening, but we knew it was bad. We knew we had to do something fast. And so I actually kind of dug out my uh, old college uh, psychology, you know, okay. you know, uh, memories. And I uh, was talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is, a, yeah. you know, what do we as human beings yeah. need to survive, right? And when you're going through a pandemic, an unprecedented pandemic that no one has ever experienced before, what is it that we need? We need security. We need to know we have financial security. We need to know we're healthy. We, you know, what are our basic needs? And so we at Dixo were like, how can we make this easier for people? You know, obviously it's in our interest to make sure that we still generate business, mm. but it's also in our interest to make sure that other people can survive and, and yeah. businesses survive. And so what we actually did was we, we offered our product for free mm. to remove financial ba- barriers. We offered customer support for free. We offered to get you online um, or working remotely within a day because we knew a lot of teams were transitioning. And because we are a customer service platform, um, you know, a lot of customer agents, people who work on uh, call centers, for example, have to be yeah. on site, right? That's not safe for them. Hey, we can get you on the cloud within a day, go home, work from the safety of your home. You know, so we, you know, we gave it That's for free. Right. We, yeah. we gave the integrations for free. We removed as many barriers as we could. So that champion, that person who really wants um, to get Dixa, but they have all these hurdles to jump through. We tried mm. to remove as many as we could and said, once we get out of this, Six months, I think, is the, the the free period. Then we'll talk about payment. You know, and if you yeah. want to keep using us, great. If not, good luck. <laughs> you know, and that's and that's and, even that's quite radical, actually, yeah. right? Like that's really that's really changing like a, a big part of your business. To, to yeah, us. it was a risk. I mean, we are yeah. also lucky that we had a B round funding in February. Yeah. And then everything went crazy in March. So we had the money and a lot of, you know, startups are not in that position. So, you know, I'm not saying everyone do this, but we were in a financial position that we could give things away for free. Forecasting that once people are on the platform, the stickiness of the platform, we have the confidence in the platform that they'll stay. And a majority did stay, you know, so that's kind of how we, you know, April was our best month ever, which was kind of during the height of Corona. Um, but it's because, you know, and, and we didn't have a lot of people drop off. And also it came back to that idea of helping people. You know, we, we tried to build a brand. We were a brand you could trust. We were there mm. to help you. Um, and, and, you know, that helped not only tide us over, but helped us actually thrive um, to come out the other side of this. And now we're growing again exponentially. And um, yeah, so I think that quick reaction, but also taking into account that you're in a position to React I, I, and, I, and I'm like um, and I'm I'm 100 sure that the companies who adopted like different pricing models and different like really changed their offerings during this period are the ones who are winning. The question for me is still, what do you do moving forward? Like, cause you, I don't know about you guys, but you probably can't give away your product for free forever, right? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you, so there has to come a point where like some of that reverts. But, but like, how do you? What 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 is changing in that space? I, I still, to be honest, I'm not sure yet. But I think mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot of people are debating how to how to adjust to like something like their pricing in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely giving a lot of people um, things to think about. And once you, that's also the problem. Not not the problem, but the consideration you make is that once you build that trust, you have to maintain that trust. You know, yeah. so we can't go. Okay, now that we're out of Corona, 
we've doubled our prices. You know, that's yeah. <laughs> that's not going to be, you know, a, a great way of handling it. So it's now that we've built that trust, we have to maintain that trust. And it does put kind of extra pressure on because we're being held to a higher standard now. Yeah, and absolutely. a lot of the brands who did help people through are going to have to elevate their support, their processes, their transparency. You know, you have to take everything up a notch. And as I mentioned with Amazon, you know, because people are looking at you, you have to think about your employer branding. You have yeah. to think about how you're treating your people. You have to think, you know, that you, you're you on, you're kind of under a microscope now more than ever because people kind of want to see, are you going to, are you going to maintain this? Are you going to continue yeah, to be this brand uh, that we trust? And of course, <laughs> or is this a one-off? The focus is here on the big brands, right? But, but, yeah. but I still I think it trickles down. <clears throat> one thing, uh, just to, two things for, uh, before we uh, into the day of things, but one thing I at least also noticed is that um, that there's been a lot of like actually a high like this at least in Denmark in Copenhagen the startup scene has never seen as much funding this period as they have before. Um, does that necessarily tie into COVID? I'm not too sure, but I'm quite sure that tech as a like SaaS in general mm -hmm. is a really good investment right now. Like mm -hmm. it's really like because SaaS is sticking around even if you're working from home most of the week, right? So, so, so rather than investing in, I don't know, some like, uh, you know, new bar or like, you know, alcohol beverages or something that's really, you know, not uh, on shaky ground because like the bars are closed and stuff like that, right? Um, then, then investing in something like SaaS, at least for at least six months and this almost like last 12 months, it's been a really good idea. And we've seen a massive influx of investment across the board. So, so I think other people are noticing that, that, this is going to stick around. Yeah, and that ties in again with with that five years of digital adoption within eight weeks. You know, more and more people are digital savvy. More and more people are learning how to do no. online shopping, e-commerce, and so that is going to be the future moving moving no. forward. One thing, uh, this is a little bit unrelated to what we just talked about, but I just remembered. <laughs> but uh, before I, I think um, one thing, if, if there's one takeaway we didn't bring up, is that. When everyone moves uh, to working from home, uh, even though your email tracking is worse than it used to be, collecting emails is probably going to be the most uh, important thing for you as a marketeer moving forward. Because if you can't track anything anymore because they're working from home, ITP, iOS, all that stuff, right? Um, then collecting their emails is a safe way to know you have access to these people, even though you can't even track how, how the email performs at least. Or at least <laughs> like that's that's somewhat better than having nothing right so i also think uh, if there's a practical uh, takeaway from this then collect more emails i'll Do leave it at that because i think <laughs> <laughs> no i think that's a great point you know and i think yeah. it's it's collecting emails it's collecting the the consent to communicate with people and then in order to do that, you need to build your brand and you need to be someone who's yes, trustworthy. You exactly. need to have something to offer. You have to be very clear on your offering, very clear on your value, very clear on the pain points you solve. You know, So it all comes down to how you communicate, how you build your brand. Am I going to let you email me? Yes, exactly. <laughs> do I want you to email me? Do I? And that's how, you know, and, and in a way, yes, that makes our lives a little bit harder, but it makes better marketers, right? And you're making, you're providing a value. And that's exactly. where we can finally show that we're not these black hat <laughs> <laughs> coming in, taking your data and selling you, you know, snake oil. And, we're, and we're... Uh, I was about to say, and on that note, I think we, uh, we end for today. Because yeah. I think that's a, that's a really good point. Let's prove we're not black hats. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks uh, so take much. care and have a great day. Bye-bye.